You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. We're about to start the podcast momentarily. However, there's a new development. We have donate buttons now, so you can support We Know Nothing, help keep it free, keep it going. All you have to do is go to StandUpNYLabs.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click on Entertainment, find the blue We Know Nothing logo, and donate whatever sum you would like. This goes directly to me, Sam, and Phil, and the fine folks who are producing and engineering the show. That means when Sam gives out my email, these guys edit it out. Uh, when we can't figure out what day to come in, these guys are helping schedule us. So they deserve your support, as do we. But, you know, you guys can support us by seeing us live or getting my records. However, if you can't make it out to see us in a city near you, just go to StandUpNYLabs.com and support We Know Nothing. Thank you, and back to the show. We know nothing. 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 So give us a call. We'll give it our all. Cause if there's one thing we know, it's how to pick up the phone. We know nothing, but we'll try. Hi, and welcome to We Know Nothing. I am Anya Marina. I'm here with the still freshly shaven. Um, eating nutritious goat's yogurt. Goat. I hate you. I fucking hate you. It's not and your yogurt. stupid oh, yogurt. Oh, it's not? It's sheep's milk? It's from Norway. Oh, okay. Ugh. I just caught a quick whiff of Ugh. my own body odor, and I have to say... Uh, I'm not eating yogurt. That it was more manly than Hanley. <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, you have to import yogurt from the whitest place in the world. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't import it, but that's where it's from. It's so good. I don't know. How do you read it? What's it called? Siggy's. Siggy's. No, they're not a sponsor, so I'm not even going to say their name. If you'd like to sponsor the We Know Nothing podcast, please write to us at weknownothingpod at gmail.com. I'm also joined by the hirsute swimmer-bodied... Sam Morrell. I don't know why you keep saying that about I mean, I get, yeah. I get, you know what? We touched on it last time. Let's do it. I'm looking at your arms. You have arm hair. You have leg hair. You look great. You look fantastic. You're in shape. And uh, we have a guy I've never met before, but I've seen, I've admired from afar, and someone who's beloved <laughs> by you? these two gentlemen, of course. Are we all going to bang at some point? Yes. Yes. So, I think so, yeah. Dave Smith, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having and me. Thanks for coming in, Dave. You're Thank from you. the Part of the Problem podcast here mm-hmm. on the SUNY Network. That's right. And Legion the- of Skanks. And Legion of Skanks, exactly. By the way, if you guys listen to the podcast, we appreciate you. We really love all of your tweets. Uh, And you can tweet me or Phil or Sam and your emails at weknownothingpod at gmail.com. And all three of us really enjoy when you insult Phil in the tweets and you tag all no, of us. Don't, it's, it's a lot it's, of fun. No one's all insul- three of us have, no have signed off on it. No, one's, no one's insulted me. But you've got a couple, there's been a couple mean-spirited things about Sam. There's some astute listeners. Who, <laughs> who, no, they have said some mean things about Sam. They said they, remember, someone said Sam was hateful. Yeah. Oh yeah, that might have been true. But yeah, it might have been me actually. <laughs> but um, well, I don't even like. He's eating yogurt. He's texting. I'm not texting. He's got a dumb little banana here. <laughs> I I hate this. He's dumb, clean shaven arrogance. I don't even like him. There's a lot of hostility. There is a lot. Yeah, of, there is. It's, it's jealousy based. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wish I were a twink. Yeah, you're right. I That's... do want to encourage people to subscribe to the podcast, and selfishly, we will do better if you subscribe and rate us, and for some reason, if you download us on SoundCloud and iTunes, we get higher ratings. I don't know why that is. Yeah, that, that is the thing that people, fans don't get. It's like, when you, if you like the podcast, instead of like tweeting, like, great show, guys, which is great, that's a nice thing to do, yeah. take the exact amount of time and go, do, do three things. 
Give it a five-star rating on iTunes. Absolutely. Leave a comment on iTunes. And then share the podcast. That's what you want people to do. Share We Know Nothing like on See, Facebook. Dave hey, knows. guys, this is my favorite podcast. Check it out. And, that's right. a, and that no yeah. money, anything like and that. That's all you're asking for. For some reason, downloads make you score higher. Yeah, I don't. I don't streams. understand iTunes moving up and down. Like I, I, I don't understand that at all. I think, yet, and I do. A I million think sponsors podcasts. react more to numbers of downloads. But seriously, I don't think we've had a sponsor in a while. Okay, head of show business, Marina. Whatever. Jesus. I'm open yeah. to all uh, offers and inquiries. Yeah. So feel all free inquiries? to dating. Even even Let's... sexual inquiries. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. So, Dave, what's your story, man? I don't know. How are you, first of all? Killed a hooker in Vegas, had to get out of town. You did that? My friends friends always said I was funny, figured I'd try stand up. (laughs) (laughs) I had to do something off the books, so you know. Sam's oh. great, or uh, Dave Smith is, uh, is super oh, great. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you got tricked into Gavlin. That was a Freudian slip right there. How long have you known Sam? A while. Uh, a while now, yeah. I've known Sam like uh, six years, maybe something like that. Am I crazy? Is it that long? It's been a while. We met. Five? I and think Phil? we met at either Eastville or... C- oh, who, who really knows Phil? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the enigma that is the elitist, Phil Hanley. <laughs> Did you grow up in New York? I, uh, b- Brooklyn, born and raised. Where right, in Brooklyn? Uh, uh, I, lived, I, I moved around a bunch, but I lived in Park Slope a lot. I lived in uh, Prospect Heights for oh, a cool. little bit. I, uh, but I, I lived in like a bunch of different apartments, but all in Brooklyn. Did you get started in comedy here? Yeah, started here also. First which, show, where was it? Uh, I did an open mic downstairs under this thing. Do you this remember? Used to be the, this used to be the stage, uh, this thing back here, which I love that it's in the podcast studio now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did Daniela Wall's open mic. At, uh, I remember, you remember her. Remember sure. her? She was. Uh, I, I did that. Mic. She was dating Rick Shapiro at the time. And, why, uh, why do I know that name? Is he a big comic? He's out yeah. in L.A. He's pretty okay. big. Yeah, he was on Lucky Louie before before Louie. He's been on. Oh, yeah, he's, on, he's great. Yeah. He was on the first version of that show that did that was basically the same idea that failed, <laughs> and then he just presented it again, and they were like, "Well, that's the greatest show we've ever heard of <laughs> in the history of television." Anyway, like, a weird business friend. but uh, yeah. So I did a, I did a open an open mic there. That just that was the first time I was ever on stage. But then for like the first year I did comedy, I did it pretty much only at a Laugh Lounge, which is now closed. I remember oh, on Lower East Side. Yeah, I just hung out down there. On that Essex, Godforsaken place yeah it was a weird club because like the upstairs was really nice and the downstairs was the ugliest shit i've ever seen she may have put three hundred thousand dollars into that upstairs lounge and downstairs it was like (laughs) no one even tried they had a door that like when you if you had to go to the bathroom it was like oh the door was like the length of the wall that would go like (laughs) so like that would just like fuck up your set but upstairs it was like like 40 40 lounge (laughs) it was ridiculous it was so weird so it was just a nice area to sit and wait and be seated in this weird you were pretty excited about the show when you were up there though yeah. you were like oh this is going to be a good show look yeah. at this place yeah. <laughs> and then it's like a rape basement downstairs. Oh, no one said that <laughs> Anya why does it no, always sorry. have to go to that no 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 no, no. I saw a disturbing Sam, film a be... Bobcat Goldthwait film last night and it has a rape basement in it well you might have had a pro we raped a lot of girls down there <laughs> Sam so let her let her make her point there was a lot of, call me lucky lots of great, rapes going great on film. call me lucky see it I mean at least according to modern feminism at least great area shit was happening down there let's just say that at least there are a few drinks and people i'm laughing out of solidarity and support for your jokes but beyond rape i can't stand behind you i don't i got trashed rape. in another article <laughs> this week i got trashed oh, let's talk about that the go- <laughs> i hate you it was a review what was it a review of one uh, of your shows 
No, Phil. It was a it was a feminist, a fake feminist writer for the Guardian. Uh-huh. Oh, Jesus Christ! And, uh, the, the thing that's so infuriating is that they're at these like major publications. Got a ton that's of like what's insane. And, and it's like the same but the same publication that broke the Snowden case <laughs> will now like put some feminist writer out there to be like, I feel like selfies don't help self esteem. Oh, anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't care if you're a feminist or a man's rights movement or a Republican or Democrat. This is a stupid topic. Yeah, it's a stupid you were offended article. by a joke. This isn't important. Well, There's yeah. people being droned right now. Yeah. This well, is. A, she wrote Sam Morell, who I guess I have to call a comedian, and this long piece. And, oh, I, and, and then she was like, she the people. thinks it's really funny. She quoted my Ambien joke, which we all, uh-huh. it's all a clap. We all love the joke. It's, all, it's a funny well, joke. I always By we all, who do you mean? Oh, God <laughs> damn it. I feel like I you needed one more punch. Or a punch. Or a punch. Yeah, it's a fun joke. And then what's About funny, rape and Ambien? This is a joke. I say, for those of you that don't know, I say, my girlfriend never made me wear a condom because she was on the pill, you know, Ambien. It's a fun, quick <laughs> joke. Funny joke. It's, a, it's, a, it's joke. a funny joke. So then someone, <laughs> someone, someone, in the, uh, someone in the comments, this is one of my favorite comments, writes, uh, you know, he can talk about whatever he wants. I'm giving him a really shitty voice. He yeah. can talk about whatever he wants when he's on stage and he chooses to make rapists feel comfortable. And it's like, uh, no, I don't. Uh, maybe have you seen a Tarantino movie? Do you think he's endorsing <laughs> what he's? Do you think he's endorsing uh, raping Ving Rhames and in who, that basement? It's also the stupidest shit ever. Where you're like, Good who point. cares if it did make a rapist feel comfortable? Well, that's I your big concern. I'm just saying the problem it. isn't how the rapist is feeling, how his mood is this <laughs> right. moment. The problem is like, let's have a criminal justice system that gets this guy like behind right. bars because yeah. he's a rapist. Uh, it's so fucking stupid, dude. It's uh, by the way, there's no evidence that there is anything that's making him feel comfortable or making you feel. You're just saying like, what if this made a rapist feel comfortable? Like, right. What if it made him feel uncomfortable? Yeah. What if bringing up the topic of rape made him feel like he might be outed? Not to mention, then can I do it? Th- yeah. Not to mention, they're attacking someone who, like, pretty much socially and politically is completely aligned with their views for the oh, most part. Dude, it doesn't matter. It that doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. We agree on this. We disagree on jokes. That's the main thing. Dude, and this is like, the thing. Well, we need to agree on sense of humor. We decide where the line is. Look, if you're if you consider uh, yourself liberal, which I don't, but if you consider yourself a liberal and you're a white guy understand that no matter how aligned you are with them like you could be like i'm pro-choice i'm pro-healthcare i'm pro this i'm pro that like every issue you could go down the road if you want to stand up straight like a human being and be like this is my opinion this is how i feel about something they're not going to like it you have to be down here like i know i have white male privilege and my (laughs) i know my narrative has been overrepresented so i can't tell you how to feel but but it's not a spirit of equality or we're all together it's like you own slavery because your skin is white, you own the whole history of like bad racism, and you have to carry that with you in every conversation. Like, ever. that's their deal. Look, I know that I had slaves, but I'd like a frozen yogurt, please. Um, <laughs> Can I just get my froyo and not have to deal with this whole slavery thing? So, Sammy, that just came out again. Well, I have a Google alert, and it tells you when uh, you've become a rape you. comic again. <laughs> Google and, alert. And it, <laughs> the saga continues. Uh, no, it's just it, I got a Google alert, and one of them's like. One of them's a nice article, then I see the other one. And it's like, it's like Sam Rowe, who I guess I have to call a comedian. And I just sent her a message. I usually don't even message him, but I just wrote her, have you actually seen my act or are you just quoting it? Because ever since the Amy Schumer article, where that it was like a big article, the guy who trashed her didn't even see her perform ever. Yeah. Which is I, literally the equivalent of writing a book review and going, no, I didn't read the book, but let me tell you why. This is a fucking yeah. terrible book. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, and oh, not it just is. like, no, it's exactly that. And not just that it's a t- not just like I didn't like the book, but this book is a problem for America. Like this book needs to be not sold at Barnes and Nobles. And you're like, but you didn't read it. 
Yeah. Like, wouldn't you have to do that in order to write this article? So she didn't write back. I'm sure she. But I'm just like, I'm just curious if you if you've seen it and you hate my act, I'm like, that's totally fine. I'm just I'm just curious if you actually see me perform ever, or if you just read you read that one Sadie Doy article and you're like, this guy's a prick. Well, why? Also, can I ask liberals this question? How come only white men can make a rapist feel comfortable? Because you only seem to be comfortable going after white men. Have you? How about? By the way, if you're offended by what people say, uh, liberals, have you heard of hip hop music? Right. Because that's a thing, and that's not a joke, by the Ain't way. No they just music. advocate sexual assault. Slap a bitch on the ass, because she ain't shit. Uh, Biggie had a lyric about putting a gun to a pregnant chick's belly and pulling the trigger. And there's no outrage. By the way, these motherfuckers support Hillary Clinton, who was a criminal defense attorney and defended rapists. Right. Like, they, she actually got rapists off, and there's tapes of her laughing about it, if you are interested to right, look it up. Right. They, when you they say get offended got rapists shit. off, what do you mean? <laughs> like a nice hand job in the back. <laughs> Yeah, a nice I, ring finger hand job you know from Hillary Clinton. Yeah, you're right. But you know what? They don't go after rap because it's not safe. And it's something they are like, well, this is a culture we don't understand. It's, and, and that's almost more condescending because to them, that's like punching down. Well, that's way. but that is the real like soft bigotry, right? Because right? they're like, they're like, well, these people have been oppressed, so we can't expect them to not act of course. that way. It's like, well, actually, yeah, you can. But yeah, you can. Why would you go after? I don't understand why you go after Sam. Or, like it's he's a comedian. He's a great comedian. I don't understand why I'll, I don't. I can't get where they would get. I mean, there's lots of topics. Or it's, I wouldn't. It's clickbait. That's why. It's like it. Not my name, but that article is clickbait because people act like they're tired of talking about it. But I looked at the article. It had so many comments, and I'm like, people want to read this shit. People want to. People, oh yeah. Because it's it's such a divisive issue where they're like, and it's not a free speech issue. It's like, well, look, we're allowed to say whatever we want. But when people, when comics saying it's censorship, it's not censorship. But like the fact that like there is like a bullying aspect to it, where they're just like, you said something, we're gonna try to ruin you. Like it did cost me work when I did it. And yeah. That's, and that's just you know that's the world we live in. That's fine. That's something I'm you know you're just gonna have to live with if you want to say whatever you want. But there is an aspect where they're like, we're gonna bully you, to to have the same sense of humor as us. And but that's craziness. I don't no, understand. Because they probably does, who's to say, this woman might not even have a sense of humor. But it is a censorship issue. I don't understand why comics keep saying this. It is a censorship issue. It is a free speech issue. It's mm -hmm. not a First Amendment issue. Okay? okay, that's people say that, but the First Amendment says Congress shall write no laws against free speech. So yes, this has nothing to do with Congress writing a law. But it's absolutely censorship. They're saying they want this to not be said. They're saying they don't want the clubs to work you. They want to say they want to take away your free speech. Now it's not a government doing it. It's just right. people. But that's why like, it it's still. The censorship is usually it's, government by yes, definition. Yes, it's much worse. No, I mean, no, censorship could be a network censoring something. That's it could true. be a company censoring something. It could be anything. That's now, true. the worst form is the government because the government has cops with guns pointed at right. you like, right, hey, right. shut the fuck up or we'll kill you. But it's still a cultural problem. It's like, dude, this idea that you're supposed to be like a liberal at college and never be offended, never have your little world shaken up a little bit. You're 18. You don't know shit. But you need that. That's what education is. And that's why college is getting softer and softer. Like, yeah. Like, think about the people who are like, Lenny Bruce changed comedy. You would have fucking hated Lenny Bruce. Oh, my goodness. You were the people trying to shut Lenny Bruce yeah. down. That's who you are. Yeah. Uh, well, but who? So who would they approve of? So they're against... Well, here's the the irony is that they're like that they who look. I love Louis C.K. He's one of my favorite comics. Yeah. But that they're like Louis is our darling. They always let and him off the. They hook always for let some him reason. off the hook. But Louis but, talk, talks about Louis is the a joke. N word and yeah, well, Louis is a joke. This is a Louis joke, by the way, where he says in a brilliant he's like, way. Where he said, uh, 
You should never rape someone. I love this joke. Unless uh, you want to have sex with them and they won't let you, then otherwise, what choice do you have? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, because I would never, ever rape a woman unless she did something really horrible, you know, like didn't want to have sex with me when I wanted to. Well, you're like, As you a, either get that's a joke or you don't. You're right. like, clearly, he's not advocating rape. Like, when, when I, I was getting statistics of this, like, like statistics, like, do you get that I don't approve of this? Obviously, I have jokes about terrorism. I don't approve of ISIS. I don't approve of, of course. Of, you know, it's like, how this literal is your do agenda. people want you guys to be? Exactly. Jesus Christ. But no, but this is the thing about feminists, feminists and like liberals that but drives me crazy. But it's a fake crazy. feminism. It's, it's not like, real well, feminism. Well, th this group, whatever right, it is, right. these, these people. I don't. Yeah, no. I'm just looking for a label to assert. You didn't to tell that me result. this guy was so right wing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pretty right wing guy. Um, but I just don't look. I think it's like they want protection, but for some reason, it's only for delicate women. Like it's almost like they're the bigots. It's it's so weird how similar. They are with kind of like the cartoonish chauvinist from the 50 who's like, women are the emotional, you know, gender or whatever. They're like, because who of them have ever been, have ever said, oh, by the way, you know, when we're talking about rape victims and that's a big thing where they're like uh, triggering, right? That's a big thing. Like you could trigger some rape victim, yeah. PTSD. Well, the big epidemic of PTSD in this country is boys coming back from these fucking horrible wars that we've said right. about. And who, which liberal has ever said no more war jokes? Because we don't want these guys to, you know what I mean? Like, right. which, but you can make jokes about war all day long. You can make jokes about car accidents. You can make jokes about stabbings, shootings. But rape is supposed to be this one. Like, there's a million horrible things. I will Why tell do you, you get though. To pick this I will one? tell you though. I perform for the, I perform for like naval bases and wounded warriors and stuff. And you do have to keep it like they tell you going in. And like as they would if it was a crowd of, of victims of sexual assault, they tell you don't talk. And you're like, yeah, of course I'm not going to do any political. Sure, stuff. but you never think that at a comedy club. You're not. No one's saying that at the of cellar. Course, whereas of these course. feminists are coming at you. For... Exactly. That's and that's exactly the point I'm making. Yeah, that's. Yes, but... you know that going in. If I'm going into a fucking burn, you know, trauma unit to do comedy, it's like this is not your normal show. This is going to be a little there's different. A, there's right. a great Key and Peele sketch of an insult comic. Oh, dude, that's. So do you ever funny. see this sketch where he's working the crowd and then he gets to like a burn victim? He's like an insult comic, and the guy's like, "Make fun of me," and he's like, and he's like in a wheelchair, and he can barely talk, and he's like, "Ah," and it just goes horrible. It's really, it's a really. He might, it might be the best key and peel sketch ever. It's so funny, dude. I love it. It's on YouTube, I think, for free. Go look it up. What look was the up. sketch where somebody is it on Inside Amy Schumer where there's a Make a Wish Foundation kid and he's dying, and uh, she goes in there to roast him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so funny. And she's like, "Really? I don't know if it's Amy Schumer. I can't remember the show, but it was so brilliantly done. It kind of reminds me of what you guys are talking about. Like, you basically should be able to say anything anywhere as long as it's funny. And I think people. I think even like if you had to do a concert for, um, you know, not a concert, but a show for rape victims, I think you should be able to joke about rape. They'd probably laugh about it as. Yeah. yeah, as a as a form of relief. I did I a breast cancer. I, I did. Joke. I wouldn't no. do it. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. But I'll tell you, man. I did a benefit for breast yeah. cancer. I joked about tits, non, and it it was killing. It was like they were like, we love that. You know, it was like I just you know, people they, people want to be. They want to feel like well, they're I, anybody else. I, well, right. Can I just say, in my experience, and I'm, I'm not saying this is like a, a golden rule, like this is always true. But in my experience, it's the people who have really been through shit who are like usually have good senses of humor. Look, look there's a reason why like the funniest group of people are like blacks and Jews like it's not unrelated to the fact that they've been oppressed like there's something about when you have nothing left all you can do is laugh about it right. my grandfather was a holocaust survivor who loved holocaust jokes mm -hmm. so it's usually usually like upper middle class white privileged college kids who are getting very offended on behalf of everybody else right. but you go yeah, we insulting. know this shit it's we know insulting. this shit because you go do a comp you go 
do like a hood room comedy show and then go do a college. Who's more, you know, sensitive? It's like the college yeah. crowd. I, it's so ridiculous. Like I think they're it, just getting their voice and they're trying to connect with yeah, somebody so they, they go after you. And I think you're everywhere. right. I, I, but this is a, if it's a joke isn't funny, then you don't laugh at it. It's yeah. like, I don't, there's no, you can't. The bomb is its own punishment. I feel bad, you know, like, yes. like, like stop trying to ruin also, work for us. You don't want to, like it, deep down, you don't want to insult anyone or like you, you're telling jokes to make people laugh to like, that's Absolutely. what you want. You want people, that's what they don't like. This isn't like a fucking hate speech that Sam's performing. It's Sam, also, Sam's it's, goal is for everybody to laugh. Yeah. Go, he was great. We had such a fun time. Right. That's like, that is literally your goal. That's everyone's goal. That's Here's, every comedian's people goal. People are so afraid that if they, I think they're afraid of their own their own psyches. Like if I laugh at that rape joke, that means I'm a, I'm, I'm pro-rape. So I, you know, I think people are afraid of. Yeah, laughing. I think you're right. I think they're afraid to lose this moral high ground. Like right. I'm the anti-rape. But person, of all so. the, yeah. of all the kind of art forms that express different things, a comedian is joking. Like for what Dave's point about music. Yeah, if there's if there's an offensive lyric, and I'm not saying that should be censored or anything like that. But okay, that's one thing. But a comedian's joking. Sam is joking. Sam is fine. Well, the other the other joke that they went after. I mean, I know Colin touched on this. We were both at uh at Montreal, Montreal the same yeah, year, yeah. and Colin talked about it in like his his uh the, like keynote speech to the comics. I talked about, it, but the other joke that Sam had, uh, with the joke is like uh that your girlfriend kept saying the n word during sex. Oh yeah. And she's no. like, oh, and she goes, no. And then he makes a joke about how everyone laughs at that, and he goes like, yeah, everyone got uncomfortable because they thought I was going to say the n word, and then you laughed when it was just a rape. <laughs> the joke is a comment about how rape is acceptable, and they went after that and, and joke. The, and, and that joke right. brings so out insane. the political correctness police. That so that's that the should irony. be Jamie Kilstein's favorite joke. It's like the uh, joke is about how actually, by the way, a word that we've decided is a no-no word, everyone gets tense about, but the concept of rape you laugh at, and then you're, it sounds like putting a mirror to the crowd going like yeah. isn't that kind of ridiculous well, yeah exactly like, the, re the reaction compounds the irony that's that's exactly. right. but uh yeah i mean look that's that's the world we live in now you that's know, why you can't take things out of context like that exactly. and like, write a whole article about it and no, it just to criticize especially that delicate joke, subjects to criticize that joke to criticize it right away you don't understand jokes Right, like well, it reminded me of the uh, when the thing with Colbert happened. I thought that was like a it, like the same type of thing because he was literally doing he was mocking the Redskins using the name Redskins by doing it like in an Asian thing, going, "Hey, how ridiculous is this?" Yeah, right. and then people like come after him for this, and it's it's just so stupid. It's so incredibly stupid. You guys are reminding me of this thing I'm really embarrassed about in my his in my past, where I was a young college kid and I wrote into the Alt Weekly, and I was like <laughs> 21. And I had a boyfriend, and the boyfriend was like obsessed with Kurt Cobain and Nirvana, but was jealous of their success because he was in a he band. He didn't kill himself, babe. I just figured it out. Okay. <laughs> Nobody was like he was like a brilliant musician, and his stuff. He didn't have the ambition, maybe, of Nirvana. Didn't have like a record deal. And I wrote into the Alt Weekly like I'm a cool girlfriend, and I remember this. God, I wanted to burn every copy like a year later, but it was like, why are you guys profiling Nirvana? They're just a three chord rock band, mind you. Nirvana is now one of my favorite bands of all time. Love them. Three chords equal a great song many, many times. But I was just a young college kid You were kid dating a chick to... in a band. the first guy who ever made you come. You are like, he's the most <laughs> brilliant musician ever. <laughs> Kurt Cobain's stupid. I want... Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like plead his case because he won't because he's home smoking pot or whatever. But I just remember... I just need like... a few more weeks smoking pot and I'm going to make it on you. I swear to God. Why don't you go like sell your tape to a record? 
perfect way but it was like baby I'm write the perfect album if you just give me 10 more minutes but I think back on that I'm like what was I thinking I just think I was trying to get I don't know like for maybe trying to find my voice or like have some take I remember always you know in college being like I wish I was one of those people that had a take I just don't I, could, I was always middle of the road and I was like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna I think I, take I can now. relate to that 100% I think that's kind of like yeah I think I wanted to have an opinion before I ever had an opinion and that's right. why I was liberal that's because like, that's what liberal is it's kind of like what modern pop the word liberal has like become is this kind of like I know I'm right without having to actually know anything so it's like oh well you're an idiot Republican if you don't believe in that yeah we've never thought it through for like five seconds beyond that it's just kind of like this is the right thing to do and there's this weird thing but if you're a comic like the thing with Jamie like if you're a comic it's so fucked up to try to like police other comics and that that chick who wrote the article about Ari, uh, what's her name? Um, About the fact Eliza uh, Schlesinger. Schlesinger. Uh, she wrote yeah. that. Article. Like, fuck you. Eliza, if what? you're a comic, what about she wrote an article wrote about Eliza. Ari saying yeah. the thing about that chick and how wrong he was, and you know, she, this really, really fucked up article where Ari said a thing about a, another comic, and she goes, she goes, uh, the title of the article was something like, um, be, like looking like that. She was asking for it. Where does that sound familiar? And it's like, that's not even what Ari said. And then she basically just softly right. compares him to a rapist for the rest of the well, article. Ari it's is like, a... no, but if you're that dude, fuck you. Right, right. Because every comic that has something they've fucking said that was fucked up. We've all done it. You can't get on stage and just search for funny and not right. at some point yeah. stumble on something that's <laughs> right. kind of fucked up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was on Comedy Central to edit that out. Like, like, but you know, a... Jamie Kilstein made a rape joke on Rogan's podcast when he's being outraged about rape jokes. It's right in the middle and Rogan calls him on it but they go uh, so there's this one point you know they're talking about rape and he's bashing Tosh why, how horrible Tosh is and how you know this typical liberal thing where it's like I care more about women not being raped than about some joke as if the rest of us <laughs> would rather get a chuckle <laughs> than stop a rape as if that's our position you know right. what I mean like, so he's saying this whole thing and then Joe Rogan it's starts such a, it's such a hacky angle it's like so silly. Does, like, I don't see. So Sam's joke is gonna facilitate this. Well, they, they have to go. Crime. Yes, they have to go through like three. <laughs> no, is that what's gonna? That do? is it. Yeah. That is the argument. But they go through three Sam's steps of culture. Fire right. some fucking sick. Well, sick you have to understand. Phil, you create a culture where the rapist feels comfortable to blah blah blah. Right. Women's voices are silenced. They go through like three more lines of bullshit. But that's more or less the argument. Is that I, you're creating a culture where rape will be more accepted? But can I just say the thing that Jamie does and I, by the way I like Jamie very much as a person in every one of our interactions but he, he's on Rogan's podcast and he goes uh, so he, Rogan's looking up stats on rape and he looks up this one thing where he said something like 8 out of 10 rapes are like uh, or attempted rapes don't always succeed and then Jamie uh, he goes he goes, oh I guess Rogan just goes I guess there's some guys out there who just like suck at uh, raping <laughs> at like just you know an off the cuff joke and Jamie goes well there's a lot of pressure and you go ooh ooh Jamie you just tagged up a rape joke buddy right. that was a rape joke <laughs> so your funny. entire case just collapsed right here on this fucking because you're just as bad as everybody else now someone's listening to this podcast and just had a fucking flashback blah 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 and all your nonsense argument. Like you just, which by the way, have you ever really talked to a survivor, as they call it? They don't really think of themselves as survivors. Like I wasn't through the Holocaust, motherfucker. Like, I, I don't know. I've I got never mugged. heard that thing that, that it sparks up a memory. I've never heard that. From an actual, I've never, like, there's no, I've like never, three. I've never heard that theory that that's the critic. Like, I, I um, yeah, I mean, my mom has cancer, and if I hear people reference cancer or, you, Friends that don't have referenced cancer, like just joking around. Yeah, dude, I've been and mugged. then apologized to me, and I'm like, oh I no, do, I, did, I, I do that. Too yeah, much. I didn't want to yeah. say. Yeah, Sammy yeah. did it, and then I'm like, no, I know 
yeah, cancer is the worst thing in my life right now. But yeah, I I know that I knew it existed before you made a reference to it, and I know Sam well enough that he is, he wants nothing more than my mom. And, and, and his joke isn't going to change that. No, that's not going to intent. I, intent is such a big deal. Yeah. And also, here's the thing. I'm not a monster. Like, if you come at me reasonably, I'm so interested in listening. I did a show in uh, Baltimore, McGooby's recently, and it's like a week before my CD. This woman came up to me. I made a joke about uh, about transgendered people, and she said, "I love the show. Uh, I just have a question. Like, I, I just think maybe you know." You, she was so reasonable about. It, I just think maybe you should say this word instead. And I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. I'm really glad I talked to you. We had like a long talk." Yeah. If you come at me reasonably instead of just attacking me, these people don't want a dialogue. They're, they're agenda-driven, and they're, they're, trying, they're that, trying to shit. bury That's you. That's great to I hear. Mean, I mean, here's the thing. I got an email just saying, like, I, this is how the original article started. It said, I'm a big fan. Oh, no, she said I'm a big fan. She said, oh, I saw you at the cellar, and you really stood out. That's what she said. Would love to interview you. Does that sound like I'm going to try to bury you? No. Does that sound no. like I'm a yeah. fan? Yeah. I, so I say, sure, anytime. She writes back eight pages of rape statistics, and I was like, Okay, it doesn't seem like uh, safe space. <laughs> it doesn't seem like a good interview so far. I did, did to me. I just for one, I don't know. Is am I wrong? Like I would love to have a conversation with. I mean, obviously, you guys Anya's a huge comedy fan, and you guys are comics. But if you don't like a joke, you might not like a comedian, or you might like the comedian. You might just not like one joke. If the joke. You don't like it, then you don't laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't you know, I think I completely agree. It's a moral thing, and I've a lot invested in the Sam thing You're because he's to... like probably the most caring, like compassionate, like one of the best friends I've ever had. So I'm like, comes off like a real dick on the podcast, but uh, <laughs> yeah. he's, oh, yeah. he's a nice guy. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, but I'm like, I, of all the thing, like of all the the people that are like bullies and are not sensitive or or are out to hurt people. Why the fuck would you go after Sam Morrell? I don't understand. Oh, it just, it makes no sense. And Sam's not even like, it's not, right, it's not even like the guy that you would think of where you're like, the like oh, he's like really like, like they, they, when they were calling you like the rape comic or something like that. You're like, you're talking about one bit. And he's at, got like a couple hours of material. That he's no, not like, that's not what he does. That not, no joke is written by someone who sat down with a pen and paper and wasn't like, oh, I'm going to write about cheese slices. I'm going to write, this is a joke, rape is... Obviously, awful, and yeah. Sam, it affected Sam so much that he wrote a joke about it. That's like it's it's crazy that but you I, go. I, up I think it. you're you're 100 right, Phil. When you just say like when you realize something is intended for a laugh, it's like if it doesn't hit the laugh, the reaction is like nah, that wasn't funny. Like I, he talked about rape and it didn't go. I've funny. said when it hits the I, laugh, the reaction is. Yeah. But you, yeah. we all know, you know, when you see the like open micer level comic who's trying to be like a shock comic kind of. Yeah. Like, you just mm -hmm. see that thing. It just sucks, and you see there's like the guy. They just go over the top, but they don't have funny really with it. So yeah, it's just yeah. Kind of, you know, I saw a baby walking down the street, and we all think the same thing, don't you? Just want to fuck that baby. <laughs> you know, it's like that type of thing, and you just sit there and you go like. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, that didn't hit. But I don't sit there like I have to write a letter to this I comedy. I think in the crowd, I'm like, joke. kid, you need a sitcom with that <laughs> baby fucking bed. That is gold. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no one's really taking that angle. <laughs> so, <laughs> how many thousands of people have laughed at those two jokes? A lot. A lot. So are they all as bad? Like I don't understand. That's right. That's right. It's like that's what comics do. You go, motherfucker. I do market research every night. Yes, yeah. on that's this all fucking we do. joke. That's yeah. every yeah. night. It's a good name for an album, market research. <laughs> yeah, that is a good name. I'm trying My to think. Of any harm that's ever come out of like 
a, a comic doing stand-up. I can't think of any social harm. That's well, that's ever... the, the that's the other thing is that it's like they're making this argument and then they don't even feel like any, like, so do you ever have to like in any scientific way actually show that jokes lead to a culture which enables they men to burst? Which, because there's no evidence of that at all. There's no evidence that like, oh, there was a real, there was a, the, uh, you know, the, where's the rape capital of the world? I think it's in like South Africa or something. There's no evidence that it's like, well, you know, rape jokes just got out of control and then everyone like <laughs> that's stopped yeah, raping. Uh, Trevor Noah had to leave. (laughs) Go attack magazines or the media. That's where the subtle shit really starts infiltrating our brains and we get these um, subconscious messages like, oh, you know, or unconscious messages that whatever, sexism, racism, homophobia, all that shit is great. That's I think that's where we get or growing up in families or in you know, towns are around people that are influencing you, not from comics. Well, also, yeah, I don't think, right, I think there are, like, other issues that are fucked up, and I do, yeah, like, there is, like, like, like black people get portrayed as thugs way too fucking often. Like, that's a real thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that shouldn't probably happen that way. But that's, you know, like, that's n- nothing stand-up comics are doing. There's nothing, you know, right. like, I'm I'm against, like, I, I've seen before, like, like, look, if I was black, I think I would probably feel stronger about this. But I think world star hip hop is like fucked up. Like for like we all like it, we all watch it, but it's like this it really does. I know, and it trips me out. I man. think this creates racism. I, don't watch I think this it, makes yeah. people look at black people like they're the people on world star hip Like I'm not against, like you said, I'm not against any argument of if you say this thing portrays racism or something like that. Like I'll listen to you, I'll hear your argument. But if you're telling me Sam's joke is contributing to a rape culture, just, that's a dumb I argument. Think, I'm right. sorry. I think for some people, comedy's not their thing. <laughs> Honestly, comedy's yeah. not their thing, and it's and, and everyone thinks they have it's, a good sense of humor. No one has ever said, "I don't really." Have well, a good yeah, sense no, of humor. everyone thinks they're point. qualified to be a critic or whatever. Yeah. But it, I, and again, I'm really only talking about Sam. But Sam's a great comic, and it's you can't argue that you can. It's undisputable. Well, you can argue that. No, you can. I mean, look. Here's the thing. Also, I've heard a lot I, of people <laughs> say otherwise. Yeah, I mean, it's the crowd. People think are different, allowed but, not but, to but, like but, you but here, too. People are totally. Allowed. And here's the other thing I want to point out that I'm not saying. Don't I, absolutely trash me, but just trash me for the right reasons. You know, yeah. if you, I'm yeah. not, I'm not being like, oh my god, you can't have a negative opinion. Of course you can. Write whatever shit you want, but j- just come from a reasonable. Yes, attack. and yes. understand. By the way, everyone should enter anytime you're you're entering any type of debate like that. Like just, just indulge the possibility that you're wrong. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. my problem with so many of these outraged people. It's like just have the possibility. Like there's nothing so wrong. We all get it wrong sometimes. You can be like, oh, you know what? I got that one wrong. But when you come at it with a thing like. Where you're like, you know, hey, I don't think you should do this because what about this? Then if you get it wrong, it's like, oh, okay, so you're coming. But when you cut it from edit from a thing where it's like, you should be fired and you're evil and you're this, then it's tough to ever admit when you get it wrong. So it's like right. you have to, dude. I, I fucked up bad on my podcast a couple weeks ago when I that Hogan thing came out and you see where there was there was the tape that they put out that's like not that big of a deal. He says the N word a bunch, but it's nothing that bad. And I, I've played on my podcast. I was like, really? Did he get fired for this? Is this the world we live in? And then I realized, like, a, a day later, like, the transcript of what he said came out. And I was like, oh, that's really, really <laughs> yeah. bad. Hey, you got to just next week on the show be like, yeah, I got that one wrong, guys. <laughs> you know, like, it's just not that big of a deal. Like, we get shit wrong sometimes. Yeah. Like, uh-oh. But that ambient joke is a fucking great joke. It's a great joke. joke. <laughs> it's really well written. Yeah, but no, but in the message... And also, the misdirect is the joke. The joke yeah. is that I take you one way. It's not that I'm endorsing... 
no great one culture. Uh, you know what I mean? It's no, like, you're denouncing it. Yeah, you don't Whatever leave the, that I don't know feeling what, like, oh, Sam's Sam's a guy who's was fucking his ex girl when right. she was passed out on Ambien. That's not yeah. the feeling you leave that joke. Yeah. joke. Just like the Louis joke, you said you don't leave that with the feeling of like this. It's a misdirection. They're both the Louis joke and that joke are misdirection jokes. He starts by going, "I would never rape anybody," and then what follows is this like ridiculous thing to follow. That's what comedy is. It's putting like ridiculous shit together. Like, oh, I, yeah. like. I remember the, the week, uh, the, and there's also comics, we get a rush from going to a dark place sometimes and succeeding. Because it's like sometimes, I mean, look. I love that. Look at Chris Rock's act, you know? How many of them are like, this is how it is, and the crowd's like, mm-mm. And then like somehow, by the end of the bit, he's getting like a massive applause break. Yeah, that's, the, that's amazing. Because it's a good feeling, you know? The week of the Boston Marathon, I did a Boston Marathon joke, and it was like one of the biggest laughs I've ever gotten, and it felt great because I took something that made no sense to me and is awful, and it, and we laughed. The whole room laughed about it. It feels good. It's yeah. a, it's a it's healing. not that I'm it's not that I'm endorsing it. It's that I'm saying this is fucked up. Let me try to find something funny about yeah. it. Yeah, and and that's part of what they missed. And, too. But that's the thing where I was talking about like my grandfather was a Holocaust survivor d- making jokes about it. Like there's sometimes and I think being in comedy like like when I first started comedy, I remember that was the thing that really oh like the, it was like this therapy almost like of hanging out with your comedy friends. I remember this, I was dating this chick who cheated on me. I remember coming out. I was here downstairs. I was like a year in comedy, and uh, I was just really fucked up over it. Like I just found out she cheated on me, and I remember just Big J just joking about, uh, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just doing all these like old you know black room jokes about how fucking the the guy like the guy who she's cheating on me with probably put my headshot on her back so he could jizz on my face <laughs> and her back at the same time and, but you just like it would just make you laugh and there's something powerful about even like dude like even like you were saying like a cancer joke and then there's something powerful about after a day of stressing out about something coming back and maybe just laughing at it like Ugh, how fucking stupid was that thing or how there's something powerful about that because yeah. after a while that's all you can do with tragedy is <laughs> right. try to laugh at it like uh, yeah like okay so so your grandfather was a Holocaust survivor. He liked holo- He enjoyed Holocaust jokes because they weren't making jokes over there. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. what was happening. Like, and, and so then another Holocaust survivor will probably be horrified by by maybe. Holocaust jokes. So that person shouldn't m- listen to them, and then your grandfather should listen to them, and it'll help him. Yes, but I will tell why you. Why isn't it that odd? Like, yeah, why? Yeah, I, well, I don't understand. Why is, why is right. one the home monitor? Why does one decide yeah. where the so line your, is? So your grandfather doesn't get to hear Holocaust jokes and help that would help him because this they offend this person. Here's why. why. This per- I think the person that is writing the article about, well, oh, these Holocaust jokes are offensive to me, that person doesn't have the energy or direction to focus their efforts somewhere useful. Like no, I maybe think go right. volunteer at the Holocaust Museum or educate yourself or, or well, that's, like- but That's a great point. By the way, that just go volunteer thing. I stress this all the time. I say this a lot. I know John's heard me say this a million times, but this is my thing. It's like, li- it, it, like to liberals, if you want to be liberal, fine. Like I'm not t- saying don't, but if you want to advocate for all this shit, maybe do something. <laughs> do something. You can't just sit here and go, Mitt Romney should be taxed to pay for all these wonderful things <laughs> and that makes me a good person person because right. I support someone going and taking Mitt Romney's money and spending. Do you volunteer at a hospital? Then fine. Then lecture me all day long about how we should all put our money into healthcare if you put some of your money into healthcare or some of your time into healthcare. Or yeah. Do something. Like Instead research, of always just making it this like... Research anti-Semitism. Where does it exist? Is it a quiet thing? There's real stuff research that needs to be done. sexism. Like I, sexism is probably a, a huge factor in rapes and why they occur. <laughs> you know, like think about like how many female roles there are in movies or if women are shut out of things like subtle little things that lead toward these 
these atrocities that you guys. But that's why I was saying I don't. Comedy. I'm not even blaming these these chicks because honestly, the people who write the articles like against you, I find them just kind of like for me personally, I just find them to be like. Just hacks, like, I, and I mean this just in the same sense of you look at a comic who's just not good. Like, I just I read a lot. I'm into like you know this type of shit, like philosophy. So you just read it. You're like, this is just bad. Forget liberal, conservative, this way. You know, I read all different shit, like anarchist, status, like all different types of shit. But it's like this is just bad writing, a bad argument. Like just, these just aren't intellectuals. They're just kind of dummies. So it's not them. It's like I said at the beginning. It's the publications. It's the how is this being the written Guardian. at Salon.com, right. the Guardian, Huffington Post. I mean, these are supposed to be like major news outlets. Yeah, that's Maybe insane. Maybe it's watering down the quality, and now we know we can. We have to choose. You know, I mean, publications like the New York Times are things that are more well, better respected than just. Well, it's, it's about clicks, plots. though. Is what it, I mean. They're, they're get, these the Atlantic, these articles. They get yeah, I like the Atlantic. They yeah. get a lot of clicks. Well, that's the, that is it because no one's selling newspapers anymore. So now they need this fucking clickbait shit. And you're reading stuff, and you're scrolling down. You're like another ad, ad another ad. You're like, oh, this this is making it. Enough for nothing. I'm gonna go read it. I mean, it's fucking you know. Yeah, I mean, I read yeah, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't read. But. Maybe it's making us think more critically. I think if you're still listening to this podcast, hopefully it's making you think differently about. I mean, yeah, we've been on this one. We've been on this one topic for quite some time. Yeah. Phil is the <laughs> smartest illiterate I've ever met. <laughs> <in my life. laughs> I hope he's made you. you I, th I hope he's made you think. <laughs> you guys want to take some questions? Let's take yes, a question. Please. I'm gonna read that Eliza article afterwards. After this podcast oh, gets it's out, infuriating. I bet. Uh, all right, uh, we know nothing pod at gmail.com. Thanks for writing in, you guys. Let's see, what do we have here? Uh, Kevin from Hartford. This is a dating podcast, by the way, David. David, I got that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin from Hartford, you don't have to make me anonymous. Love the po good. <laughs> Love the podcast. Anya, you're doing a great job filling Nikki's shoes. Love the guy's dynamic. Ever since Sam joined, seems like Phil has really come even more out of his shell. Love the interviews hey, buddy. too, uh, especially the last couple with Mike Vecchione and Will Silvince. I was it was cool to hear about the struggle with sugar and also about how people overcome hard times and keep working and stay focused. I, just, know, I feel like this email is contributing to sugar culture right now. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Will Silvins had a struggle with sugar? That was yeah. it. Oh, yeah, I remember he, he told me cakes. about that. Cake now train. all he's got to do is figure out how to speak the language. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just have one quick question. My girlfriend knows I watch porn, but she hates it and keeps threatening to break up with me if I keep doing it. Oof. If it's not hurting anyone, my porn usage is pretty minimal, I think, three to four times a week. What's the big deal? When we were having more sex, I didn't care about porn as much. Sam and Phil can probably relate. Am I alone here in thinking a little? Mostly Phil. I don't, you know, I respect women. So. Sometimes I've, I've had this problem before. You gotta, you gotta sit her down and you have to like, not in a moment when you're fighting, like in a moment when she's actually gonna listen and you have to explain to her that porn is the only thing keeping you from cheating. Like that you just have to make her understand that if you That'll don't make have her feel porn, calm, safe, you and will secure. fuck other chicks. <laughs> here's, here's like it's not like maybe. It's like I'm going to fuck other chicks <laughs> if I don't have porn. So it's your choice, honey, but that's the world we live in. Here's, <laughs> I would take you, honey you out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah. honey. Yeah. Listen, throw, toots. throw a toots in there. Yeah, toots. Listen, sweet cheeks. Yeah. Sweet pinch her ass. Ever heard of Pornhub? No, I'm not going to lie. I date women in the 1950s office, so that's where this works. I don't know where you guys. Well, okay, look. Here's the thing. I, You know, uh, it, it's hard. Because when you're in the honeymoon phase in a relationship, it's easy to not watch porn. You're having sex regularly. You're... Uh, you're, obsessed. You're obsessed. Yeah, you're you're just you're thinking of the person all the time. I quit porn for a long time, and I and I fell back into it because of the road. You, you have so much downtime. 
Uh, and, and you just kind of just like, are you tough. jerking off right now? Jesus. Downtime. I love downtime. But, so uh, hot. I think like, I think it, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've had a lot of downtime. On the Make road. an effort to cut it out a little, but it's not a breakupable offense. I don't think, I, I don't think, I, I don't know. It shouldn't be like a major side? thing that she's giving you yeah. shit for. It depends what you're watching. I mean, maybe if you're watching some really creepy shit. Yeah, that's it, true. That, that probably, I mean, also porn, it should be private. No, he like, sounds normal. Porn, porn should be a private thing. <laughs> thing it shouldn't be something you share i've talked to couples that like watch together i'm like that's kind of weird yeah. i think a porn should kind of be like when she's away or something i almost but i get what you're saying like in the honeymoon phase it's like easy because you want to like fuck a lot but then you do like get to this thing where it's like I, I don't know for me i like i i don't i almost like a balance of like we're having sex but i still have my jerk off time if mm -hmm. that makes sense like yeah. i feel like once i've been dating a chick well-rounded I, I try <laughs> yeah, like i was saying before i try to read the liberal side and the conservative side yeah. i like to fuck and jerk off i just want to know what, but you know like when you would get to a point and that's definitely something like i'm 32 it's definitely something that changes whatever it was like when i was like when i started having sex or whatever when i was like 17 through like 25 Almost every relationship was like me wanting to fuck as much as possible and convincing the girl to like oh, fuck more. Then it does become this shift where like you'll start dating and like you, you'll like see your girl and like you'll have sex and then she wants to like go again and you're like now you're stealing my jerk off time from me. Like now <laughs> really? I'll do it fine, but just know what you're taking from me. Now. Wait, that's it's so like, fascinating. Not, like, now I'm just not going to want to jerk off. Like, like if we fuck more than once, like I'm just not. On a scale I'm just of... forcing a jerk off now and I don't really need to. But wait, on a scale of one to ten, how high? Jerk off time compared to <laughs> sex time with the girl. It's all look. It's all about fucking perspective. So like, if you're if you haven't been laid for like a, a, a little while, and there's like some hot chick, jerk off is like zero value, and hot chick is like. 100% value but then after you get her and you mark that off the accomplishments now it's like she's it, once once there's a girl who's into you and just there and always wants to have sex and she, you just regularly have sex with her then jerk off value versus fuck value starts to change a little bit there's really? something about look there's something about jerking off it's almost different than sex it's like a different thing there's okay. no there's no like I don't know. There's no. You don't have to perform. You don't have to do anything. There's no pressure. There's. I not do a, a lot thing. of crowd work during sex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like know. There's something about it. Anxiety release. It, yes, in okay. a sense, it's, it's like a zero anxiety sex almost. Like, but it's not even sex. It's I a different that. thing. That's interesting. It's a, it's I'm a trying release. to relate to I'd this. I'd much rather have sex. I think it's as I I relate when I'm thinking when I was younger. I I relate to this, but now as I'm older, I'm like I would totally rather. Have sex provided I'm not injured. Well, you understand. I'm not saying I time. wouldn't rather have sex than jerk off. I'm not like I'm saying when it's someone you kind of like are regularly having sex with already. Yeah. So I'm not. There, it's never like new sex would always come over jerking off. I just want to get. Yeah, that I know. I get that. Yeah, but I sometimes you want to play a pickup game, and sometimes you want to shoot around. You know, I mean. Yes. There, there, that's exactly. What's it. wrong with horse? This is, this is, <laughs> but this is like when you have, when you're sleeping with someone else, you're trying. I'm trying to make them come. So it's yeah. it's a it, there's pressure. Must be frustrating. Oh you. right. Uh, no, Phil. Uh, actually, it's going pretty fucking well for me. But, uh, I, but I have real issues of, of with like monogamy and stuff like that too, because I do think like once I have a very and I think guys all have this to some degree, but I think I have, I have a real issue with it. But it is like a, I feel like I just I get bored very quick with whatever it, like just the sexual part of it not like as a person but just kind of you know the thing like if you just date a girl like she'd be gorgeous but you just date a girl with like really small tits like you just kind of want to fuck a girl with big tits because you're like oh well I want the other thing now if your girl has big tits then you're almost kind of like oh well I want a girl with like a great ass whatever quality she doesn't have this I is just your start time wanting. of your life to be if I want a girl that, who's a little like. hefty I, yeah. I want to have sex with Phil so uh, <laughs> 
No, I, I want get that, that tensile body right inside me. I can't imagine what it's like to be a guy, but I bet it would be like that, especially in the beginning of like my sexual life. I'd be like, well, I'm not flying. really in the beginning anymore. I think I'm like, I'm, I'm 32. I should be at the point where I'm getting this like, oh, no, but right. I bet in like 10 years, you'll, you'll feel a little bit differently. Like, I haven't really cared about intimacy for a long time, and now I'm like, I I would like to cultivate intimacy more than just like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, too bad because you've already you're already damaged goods. You've <laughs> a decade of not caring about intimacy, just out there, just blowing band members, telling them they're better than Nirvana. You know, oh, you that, know. yeah, I know. I really wasted my youth. Um, <laughs> But no, okay, I feel like we've, wait, you guys were just saying something, mas masturbation. Oh, yeah, I relate to that, like, I, that's how I feel about, like, <laughs> I know I bring this back to food a lot, but, like, eating a rotisserie chicken is, like, my porn. I do not want to do that in front of anybody. I want to do that alone in my apartment, and that's my happy time. That's, like, Dave talking about his, like, me time, his jerk-off time. Do you like a glaze? It's a weird thing. <laughs> but, like, if, a, like girl's, if a girl's, like, like uh, if, if you're, like, if a girl's masturbating, you almost like have a different thing. Like you would almost know when you're masturbating that like if if one of us saw this, we would think this is super hot. When I jerk off, there's no <laughs> one who thinks it's hot. No one ever. I mean, I guess Jesus Christ, there's probably someone out there, but yeah. there, that's not. You know what I mean? It's just like a different thing. When a guy jerks off, that's a very like mechanical. A man alone. It should be seen from no wrong. perspective, but from the eyeballs. <laughs> I think I see what you're saying, no, the but faces I think it I make can are, be totally are just, hot. Like, like, oh, God. okay. I tell you this. I've said this before. I, I apologize, but I do think I'm, this is what I've learned this from jerking off. I think whatever noise I make when I come is 100% just for the girl. Like I just really? pretend to make a noise uh, when I jerk off. I don't think there's any noise. Like I just I jerk off and I just like it's just like done. Yeah, like that's, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. that's just it. But every time I'm fucking, Tom I'll give Brady. at least a like. Uh, Have you heard Tom uh, Brady's? But that's all for her. I do, a I do a Yahoo. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes a Vigoro. It depends if I'm I trying love, to come. Do you ever see guys RD. guys in porn where they have like a huge like reactions? Like they're like, ah! Oh! I just don't get that at all. Like that's, that's not real. I don't believe that. Yeah, like I love uh, Robert Schimmel's joke about how like how women like they, to masturbate they need like candle lights and a bathtub. He's like, man, we could jerk off mine like a dumpster. <laughs> My friend was telling me the other day, and she shall remain nameless. That they were having. She was doing what is this called, you guys? Where Elbow the, girl, tits? the girl does this and the guy titty fucking. Oh, titty fucking! Yeah. I, I didn't want to have to say it, but <laughs> she she was making she a noise while he was doing that. She was going. Eh. <laughs> I like that. I, I, when and women then she moan, realized she's like, that. "What am I doing? Like, I'm not." She goes, "I'm." I, she goes, "It was the weirdest thing that I was doing." That. And I'm like, "Oh, you were like simulating the sounds of sex because you were like on board with this fantasy that he's." That you guys are like having some kind but of. But also, sex. guys watch porn, and then you're doing a sound that you probably heard in porn, and then that turns us on because we're used to that. Yeah. Like, one time I was having sounds sex with a girl. Great. And no, she we don't said, care if you're you actually watch... enjoying it. We just want the sounds. <laughs> like, you're yeah. But like one time I was having sex with a girl, and I said something, and she goes, "I think you watch too much porn." I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that hurt to hear. It was a hard thing to hear." I was like, "She might be right." Yeah, that's it. but that sometimes it's you probably need that. Probably because you painful. were pulling her hair and like <laughs> making her cry. Call me your stepfather. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Sam. <laughs> Have you guys <laughs> call you, me Doug? <laughs> you guys know Tom Brady's joke about this. He just moved to New York, by the way. One of my favorite. Comics. Oh, did he really? Yeah, he opens for Nikki all the time on the road, and he, he was on our podcast. Yeah, he. We should have him back. He had this joke yesterday uh, at the show that I did, and he was talking about catching his reflection. He was on your show too. I yeah. guess everyone was invited. Wow, to yeah. Besides, that's nice. I don't no, understand. Cool. I mean, no, we, I mean, we get another. I would have loved to have you guys there. A partner. I thought I invited you guys. No, I consider you a lover. 
<laughs> See, well, look how our relationship has grown in 48 minutes. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Uh, so... No, so he was, I, I gotta go. Um, he was jerking off, caught his reflection in the computer and was like, I was horrified oh, I've done at that my before. teeth. He's like, oh, I, it wasn't a smile and it wasn't a grimace. It was just like a weird like, uh, and he goes, I felt so bad for any girl who's ever seen me. Uh, yeah, it's such a great joke, but do you guys ever I caught catch... my reflection. I felt the complete opposite way. <laughs> I was like this lucky lady. <laughs> I hate you, Phil. I said, yeah. <laughs> so, listener, thanks for your question. I think we're all on board with you. It sounds like pretty minimal porn usage. And, uh, oh, speaking from the female point of view to your girlfriend, it really, I'm kind of with Dave on this, not like in the threatening sense that he's going to cheat on you if you don't let him use porn, but like, you got to get realistic. It's monogamy's difficult. Porn is just yet another way that people are enjoying their sexual life. Well, it's like it's easy that you could go, you know, you have the thing like if someone has like a whatever like a, a you know is a good example of this because it's so creepy on first thought but they may uh, we talked about this on the Legion of Skanks, but they make these things in like Asia where they have like little kids sex dolls. Gross. And at first you're like, oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah. But then you almost take it's almost like, oh, is that like the punching bag for the guy with anger problems type <laughs> thing? Like, is that like if you have like pedophile instincts, like get this out on like what? a thing rather than like hurt a kid? So I'm almost yeah, just saying yeah. that if you don't let your kid illegal, right? jerk I mean, off, well, yeah, because an actual kid is involved right, in that. Right. But I'm saying like this is a way to almost do it. Like if you could theoretically make like some simulation, like of well, I guess theoretically you can do that of like kid porn. Like I, I don't know. I'm not saying I know whether it's okay or not but anyway the it point is your boyfriend's wrong. gonna rape a kid if yeah, you don't let him yeah, watch porn wrong. but yeah uh, wow my head is blown isn't that, isn't that kind of yeah. weird because you want to feel that's like that's it's what so the sex doll said <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have, yeah it doesn't sound I could see I mean some people are like addicted to pornography and I could see yeah. if you're I could see that being yeah, a problem I agree with that. but if, if this guy has like a normal and by normal like 99% of you know, men watch porn or whatever. Did you hear that? Ninety-nine percent. So I don't know if that statistic's true, but I mean, it's got to be close. Yeah, so I mean, based think, on the people. I hope at this my table. dad doesn't. He does. He does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, yeah, he's so favorite. Who she? So she? If so, if they? If this ends the relationship because he watched porn? So so then she's just she's gonna have trouble finding a guy in this day and age that does not watch pornography. Not only that, but like a lot of times in relationships, when the sex slows down, a woman wants to have sex less. She's annoyed that the guy keeps asking. He's going to ask you it's less. It's like farming If you let him out. do his own thing, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't really. I yeah. know somebody who wants sex from her husband, and he's always watching porn. And I could see how that's annoying. She's like, I don't even care so much about the porn. It's that I'm not getting it. No, that uh, that makes 100% sense. That's a yeah. completely different thing. Like, there really there is nuance. It's like, that argument I get completely. If you're, like, not fucking your girl and you're jerking off all the time and she wants to get fucked, I think she has a complete, you, like, legitimate case, thing. Right? Yeah, Yeah, because yeah. not only is she not getting sex if she wants sex, but also she must think, like, it must be hurtful to think, you rather... Do yeah. that, then be with the woman you supposedly and then if, love. Then you get into that, that whole insecurity of like, what are these girls? Well, so you're into these kinds of girls. I'm nothing like that. And you get into the comparing. Uh, yeah, but I don't think that. I don't. I don't think that's true. I think that. Yeah, I don't know this woman. Yeah, I, I think she needs to accept. She sounds like a guy. nag, and I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> no, she. I think they need to have a conversation. He needs to explain why he's into it or whatever. I don't know. The reality is porn exists. People do it. I think before I even knew that or was educated or listened to any sex podcast or got educated about this stuff at all, I was probably one of those people that was 
anti and was like, oh, that's like a, if a guy goes to a strip club, I'm out or it's a deal breaker. But it's mm-hmm. like, I just don't, I don't care. And the more I see it as like, like, like Dave said, almost like a recreational thing. Like it's like your me time. It is like Sam's a release though. It is too. It's almost like a tension you just fucking have to release. It is like, yeah. And it's know. not abuse. It's just, it's, it sounds like my No, use. I mean, most of the girls probably were abused as children. And <laughs> if you talk to a psychologist, <laughs> they'll probably tell you they're recreating their childhood patterns. But like, yeah, no, you're not abusing anyone. <laughs> guys, this has been so fun. We have to wrap up. Is that cool? Everybody on board? This is a great podcast, guys. I really do. I, I, I watched, you know, a little bit of the one you guys we're recording before this and this it's I love how you re, uh, reinvented it and everything and you're well, great coming from and, you uh, that means a lot yeah, screw that Nikki Glaser. she yeah. was never anything no I'm just kidding Nikki's amazing but this is this is great Dave's a great comic follow look him up on YouTube uh, just unbelievable uh, political comic yeah Makes, love your one, one of the few content. young guys who really kind of like you know takes on issues and, and, and never a hacky. Like, it's always... Yeah. Kind of, you inspire me you. to want to uh, get more educated about what's happening in this country and look well, at I'm the voice of a generation. Critical so. <laughs> We job. call him the male Lena Dunham. But who else <laughs> does that? Who else does what Dave does? Not, no one young. I'll put it that way. No one young well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like very few comics do it. You know, Carlin said don't take on politics until you're 40 because no one takes you seriously. Dave does it in an unpretentious way. Well, I, I don't, I don't, you know, when people, a lot of times people, you know, they, they'll describe me as like political comedy and whoever they think of as political comedy is usually people I don't like. Like, I'm like, that's not my style of comedy. That's not at all what I do. Like, I just, I feel like I'm a comic and I just happen to be talking about that the same way like, Right. Whatever topic any comic happens to be talking about. It's still a joke, and it's still just like, I don't know. At least that's my goal. But thank you. We'll listen to his podcast, Part of the Problem, and uh, and Legion of Skanks. Follow comic Dave Smith on Twitter. Are you on Instagram, Dave? I Someone just signed me up. So it's also comic Dave Smith on Instagram. So I got to start using that. I know. Any other appearances we should know about? Um, I'll be at uh, I'll be at uh, um, Comics at, at Foxwoods, the, I think 16th through 19th. Double check on that in right. September. But, uh, or what, is it Fox? Did they move already? Foxwoods? No, I think they... Whatever. It's, it's comics at Foxwoods. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's there. Anyway, 16th through 19th, I'll be there. And uh, I'll be on uh, Fox News Red Eye, September 3rd. Oh, great. Nice. Red Eye. All right. Phil Hanley will be at Acme in Minneapolis, August 25th through 29th. Sam Morell at Caroline Comedy Club, August 26th through 29th. And don't right miss here. Sam on Red Eye on Fox at midnight. And uh, his yeah, Comedy Central special airs soon. Sorry. Yeah. But just tune in at midnight. Oh, get t- yourself some popcorn. Okay, yeah. Start watching. Sorry. Yeah. Where'd I get I'm midnight? I'm on Red Eye coming up, too. But I Are don't, you? Yeah, I don't forgot. I forgot the day. Okay, great. I'm going to be at the Why Not Jazz Room doing a long show. I might have an hour of comedy, too. Who knows? Maybe I'll get these guys from this show on that bill. Uh, that's oh, September 29th. <laughs> you can pre-order my album, Paper Plane, at AnyaMarina.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks to Daily Motion for airing us on video. You can download our podcast, subscribe, and rate it on the iTunes Store or the podcast app or on SoundCloud. Share it, as Dave said, with your friends. And uh, can, email I say, us. can I say one last thing? God. I, Phil Hanley <laughs> is a shitty friend. That was it. Can, no, I, uh, can I go on one 20 minute round here before we <laughs> Can I say something? No, I just want to say, I think. A rape joke? <laughs> wow. Probably. I mean, if I have to guess. We can publish that comment on The Guardian, I guess. Uh, no, it's I, my, my uh, album is coming out uh, October 23rd, we just decided. I believe it's going to be October 23rd. That's exciting, man. So I'll be yeah. fun. I'll be, satanic I'll be klezmer music, right? It's just all satanic it's a lot klezmer. Of, uh, it's a lot of Indian What's music. What's it called, Sammy? Uh, class act. Cool, man. Oh, that's perfect. Nice. That's great. Like yeah, that. that's really good. All right. Well, Can we get the fuck out of here? <laughs> yes, Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love you guys and we know nothing. Bye. Bye. Bye.